Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome back to a long-awaited, not really, but in our heads, we like to think it's long-awaited, return to the Sinless Scumbags Movie Podcast. I'm Seth. I'm sad. <laughs> what's wrong there, brother? Oh, nothing. Nothing in particular. You know, we're not here to lie to the listeners. We would never lie to the listeners. But uh, it's been quite a while. And uh, all two of you have been chopping at the bit for a new episode. But um, yeah, I mean, just have, just haven't felt like it. You know, just, just to be honest with everybody, just everything going on. And, you know, we're, we're back, though. We're, we're here and we're mediocre as ever. Actually, that, I mean, that's pretty much true. But what really happened is we had recorded an episode. A good episode. Yeah. And it was all fucked up when we went to edit it and just felt like a lot of time and energy wasted. Got into a little bit of a, you know, kind of we're putting it off for a while, but we're back. It's been over two months. It's crazy. The Halloween spooky season is here. I'm sipping on a Elysian Brewing Company Night Owl Ooh, Pumpkin Ale. I had that the uh, the other night, the one that I got. Very good. You like that? Yeah, I did. Forgot Very, to read uh, Got a lot of good spice to it. Oh yeah, some good flavor. I'm an alcoholic now, by the way. That's something yeah. that transpired over the past couple months. Two beers every week. What a descent into alcoholism. <laughs> That's deeper than I've ever been before. <laughs> <laughs> wow. I'm a sick man. Yeah, uh. but we uh, we attempted to record that, and we did, and then uh, it was just very discouraging. And after that, we just kind of didn't feel like. Trying again for a while, and uh, you know we we couldn't go through the spooky season without doing a spooky episode. Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's <coughs> a little little rusty. <laughs> How do I do this? <laughs> yes, um, you know, let's. The Halloween episodes are always some of the best. I think some of the best content. Definitely, well, I thought it was we, a good time to return. You know, we we blew our. Halloween loads pretty quickly, though. We're running out of topics to talk about. I know. So it was like, you know, a few years ago, we did like four Halloween episodes in a month. <laughs> but we, I think we have a good one. You know, horror sequels. I, I think uh, with horror that you have plenty of sequels to talk about. So, Of course, and, you know. And there's and some good even, ones. Yeah. The, the big main horror franchises all have ten shitty sequels apiece. And... <laughs> There's a lot just there to talk about, and we'll even get into some of the other things. And good topic with the uh, release of that Friday the 13th collection from Scream Factory. Oh, yeah. You, uh, you dive into that? I did. You know, I don't like that. Well, <laughs> I shouldn't say that because I've only seen like two of them, but I was never a big fan of Friday the 13th. Yeah. It was always just like the shitty Halloween ripoff to me, which is what it is. But I wanted to pick up the set. I thought it would complement the Halloween set. You know, pretty nicely, and watched the first film last night, and yeah, I enjoyed it a little bit more. It was just jam-packed full of stuff. Well, I think you were telling me today that you were watching an interview or something on that set, and the guy oh, yeah. talked about how that was the only reason was because it made money. Right. I mean, that, that's pretty much the first thing they said was like, <laughs> you know, when they were making that movie, like, okay, Halloween's made a ton of money. Let's rip that off. And even like the end scene where... You know, she's in the canoe and yeah. the real, like, 
kind of relaxing music is playing before he jumps out. That's right, ripped off from Carrie. That was their inspiration. For That's that, true. You know? That's very it's true. It's the same. It's the same scene. You know, it's exactly the same scene. It's like this really weird kind of like um, almost upbeat, calming music playing, and then the audience is surprised. So, a lot of good stuff there, though. If you're a fan of that uh, franchise, definitely recommend picking that up. I'm looking forward to. Well, at this point, I'm looking forward to it. But once I get to uh, Jason X, it might be a bit of a struggle. Yeah. Well, just like that Halloween set, I'm sure at some point um, the uh, inflation is going to go up enough to make it worthy of the purchase, especially if you want to yeah. sell it down the line. God, I mean, even that, that Halloween box set, like, there's ones on eBay that that are, like, in bad condition. There's one that I was just looking at it the other day. It was, like, the bidding was, like, 300-some bucks, and it's, like, half the box is taped up. And Oh, my like, God. <laughs> that thing's a hot commodity for sure. Well, it's especially nice when I got it for 25 bucks, oh, which yeah. I don't plan on selling it. At least with Halloween, I they're watchable movies. Like, they're right. not good, a lot of them, but they're at least watchable, and you can enjoy them in some aspect. Some right. of those Friday the 13th movies are, most of them are ass, and I don't even like the first one. Well, you know, I mean, I've only seen the first one a couple times, and the last time I watched it... I mean, I, I remember, like, my parents being a fan of it. And, you know, I've watched it as a kid, I guess. And I don't know, like, a few years ago I watched it. But it wasn't, you know, I didn't really know what it was and the whole right. thing with his mom being the killer and yeah, all that. I, yeah, I expected the mask and, you know, Jason right. right away, not for him to be in the last two seconds. Yeah, but I don't know. When I watched it last night, knowing what it was, I kind of appreciated it a little bit more. And, you know, Betsy Palmer is pretty pretty creepy in that role. I'll give her that. It's kind of cool. Well, and I, I'm definitely somebody of the mindset that I need to watch something a few times, at least a couple times to really know yeah. how I feel about it. And I think I've probably watched that twice, but I would give it another try at some point to maybe see what's, what I'm missing. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. It, when you think about it, it's kind of a cool concept, like a mom getting revenge, you know, but uh, I don't know how ridiculous it gets going forward. I think it gets pretty stupid. So they're just boring. There's like, yeah. There's just not nothing to it. Like there's a very uninspired series. You know, I like the shitty horror movies. I, I think it'll make it'll be a fun second half of October going through that box set. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I probably gonna do things a little different this episode. We're not gonna really delve too much into news and trailers and stuff. There's a couple things we want to talk about, but a lot yeah, I mean, of stuff we're so behind on, on. We're so behind on news. We'd be. The entire episode would be catching up, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, pff, shit, the top thing I have here is rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. So that's just going to wow. show how long we've been, or I've yeah, been keeping I mean, God, notes. God damn. Um, but uh, something that I do have on here, <laughs> something that's coming out soon, probably by the time you're you're listening to this podcast, Borat 2 is going to be coming out. Yes. So... <sighs> You want to talk about this a little bit? Because I think you're a, a bigger fan of Sasha Baron Cohen than I am, just because I'm, of how much you love Bruno. <laughs> yeah, Borat is not even my... I mean, I people love that movie. I enjoy it. I've only seen it a couple of times. But yeah, Bruno is definitely my favorite from him. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. This is cool, though, because I I remember seeing like an interview with him just not not... I mean, pretty recently, not too long ago, where he said he was not going to ever revisit those characters, you know, like he was moving forward. And then it was, I don't know, like a month or two ago, somebody 
took a picture of him yeah. in L.A. filming, yeah, dressed th- as Borat. Yeah, I think they, it was like a video of him on one of those, you know, when you're driving, it's it's that rig that they set right. to drive for you, and there was talk of it, and then, you know, they just announced it. Yeah, coming to Amazon, Amazon Prime, the end of this month, which, man, you know, I, I know it's probably not good for business, but I love the trend of, like, stuff being announced, and then it's, like, out. Almost immediately, you know? Well, I mean, that might be the way that we're headed. Um, Because even with, like, Disney Plus, that Soul movie that was supposed to come out in the summer, they're releasing that for free in December. I mean, that's, I don't know, like, I understand the business aspect of hyping something up and, you know, whatever. But as a consumer, I guess, it's cool to just get the announcement and then, like, very minimal wait for something, you know? Yeah, and... I love the theater experience for the most part. Obviously, there's it has its caveats, but I think we're starting to hit that trend of you know what we saw coming for a long time: digital uh, releases, digital VOD, um, yeah, theater experiences. I guess it's things are changing, and if I had to predict how I thought the uh, the theater scene and everything was going to go, I, I couldn't because it's just no. up in the air. You know, and they all open back up, but then there's nothing to play. I mean, it's like yeah. you're not going to maintain business playing, you know, Return of the Jedi for five weeks straight or whatever they're playing, you know. Christopher Nolan tried to do it, and his movie has not made as much as they thought it would. So it's it's everything's up in the air. It's a very strange time, as we've yeah. said several times over the past few months. And Really? Know, Really odd time for for new movies. I mean, you know, I think Bill and Ted 3 has come out since we last did an episode. Oh, um, yeah. And I think it did pretty well, too. Yeah. And that was released on Amazon or wherever to rent it, I guess. And yeah. just, just the other day during the Prime Day, it was on sale for like 10 bucks to rent, which that's not bad, you know, if you held out a little bit. No, definitely not. Especially if you get a couple people to watch with you. Um <sighs> Yeah, I don't. And all these movies, too, all the movies that are supposed to come out this year, they're pushing them back to next year, which I don't know how it's going to work because you'd think they'd have some sort of schedule for next year. And it's going to be a clusterfuck of all these movies. And what's going to happen with the Oscars next year? Yeah, I I mean, like. We're not going to be able to make top 10 lists for this year. No, God. Dude, it. Things are bad when the best movie you've seen is Greyhound this year. Oh, my tell God. You. I couldn't even tell you. I can't. Uh, oh, I watched something. Gretel and Hansel. Oh, God. <laughs> I can't even think. Like, I couldn't even tell you. I haven't kept a list, so I don't know. Yeah, it's really, really, really strange. I don't know. I don't like it. But then, you know, it gives you plenty of time to catch up on all the other shit that you've been trying to catch up over the years. This is definitely, that's what I was going to say. I kind of lost my train of thought. If you're a cinephile, um, this is the time <laughs> to be catching up on things that you haven't seen, you know? Yeah. Oh, God. Hubie Halloween, is that, I mean, is that? Um, <laughs> no, that's for pedophiles, not cinephiles. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, my number one release of the year, Imperfect, the Roy Halliday story. Holy shit that's not that's bad that is not good the good thing is though there's no shortage of years and years of film to get through shit i mean infinite 
infinite amount of films. So you want to you want to hear my top five for 2020? Yeah, let's hear it. <laughs> Greyhound, oh. an American Pickle, Gretel and Hansel, <sighs> Sonic the Hedgehog, and the Vast of Night. <laughs> Wasn't was Sonic the Hedgehog this year? Yes. God, this has been the longest 10 years year ever. Well, I was thinking that, too, because when I was looking at my list of the five that I've seen, I thought for sure Gretel and Hansel was last year. So I'm like, what the fuck? It's Well, know. that's definitely a list by necessity, not by what's the best. No. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> it's default. Even Greyhound was about as generic as you can get. Yeah. It's disappointing. But as a physical media collector and somebody that has like every streaming service it's it's a good time to catch up and you know, oh yeah find, find new things so oh yeah yeah hmm. <laughs> well <laughs> here's a here's a film we can really get excited for i don't know if you heard about this um the new mel gibson film <laughs> called fat man okay okay did you hear about this i did hear about it i I didn't watch the trailer, but I know about it. Yeah. To save his declining business, Chris Kringle, also known as Santa Claus, is forced into a partnership with the U.S. military. <laughs> and then uh, I think it's some little kid, like, hires an assassin to go kill him. It's, I don't know. It's Mel Gibson, so I'll check it out. It also has Walton Goggins. It's just like one of those quirky, different sort of... That's so odd. It, it is odd. The trailer is interesting. I would I would check it out, but... Yeah. Uh, Mel Gibson's not everybody's cup. <laughs> he, he's definitely not, <laughs> but... Uh, <laughs> I, I looked up Fat Man on, on Google generically, and there's just like these fucking fat guys in Batman suits. It's uh, I believe it. Uh, the usual audience for that sort of thing. <laughs> but, I'll uh, watch, you know, if it's Mel, I'm watching. Put it, put it that way. Yeah, pretty much. Uh, and the then beaver, anybody? F- Who? Oh, is it the God. beaver, anybody? Yeah, that's an interesting name for a movie with Jodie Foster in it. She loves beaver. <laughs> uh, fur burgers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm craving burgers too. Fur burgers. Oh my God! Can we take a second to talk about Harold and Kumar go to White Castle? Dude, the best classic comedy that nobody talks about. It's it's up there. I think that should be mentioned alongside like super bad and stuff when you're talking modern, um, you know, all time great comedies. Yeah, I love that movie. Yeah, I, I think it's popular, but I don't really hear people talk about it. That's I don't know. I think it's aged tremendously. Aside from that cheetah scene. Yeah, um, well, that's that's okay. It is, it's definitely my favorite of the um, pothead films. <laughs> oh wow. It's hey, great. You see the little Asian man. <laughs> only, when I open, <laughs> only when I open my eyes, though. Tard. Get in the car, Bradley Thomas. <laughs> it's just like the perfect nighttime hangout. And we were talking about this earlier today. I mean, road trip movie, but they're only traveling forty-five minutes. You know. Yeah, but it's it's a buddy road trip movie. It is, and it's great. And the whole thing with Maria and the elevator. It's oh man, I love that film. I'm coming, baby. Yeah, can we get a Harold and Kumar four, please? Well, no. Well, I was just looking, and Harold and Kumar Christmas was almost ten years ago. Jesus, 
I mean, it's insane. It really is. Well, I, I say a lot of the time, I don't really like raunchy comedies, but Sex Drive and Harold and Kumar, like, oh, those are yeah. two of my favorites. and Those are great. Doesn't get much raunchier than those ones. <sighs> take hey, Randy, what's the devil? <laughs> what in the hell are you doing with my wife? <laughs> See, boy's going to fuck me now or what? <laughs> well, since we're all here... <laughs> Oh, man. I mean, maybe one of the most underappreciated performances ever by Chris Maloney. Oh, fantastic. And let me tell you guys, if you're listening, <laughs> you like those type of movies, the stoner sex sort of comedies, and you haven't seen that, man, watch Harold and Kumar go to White Castle, please. That's my recommendation oh, for the week. Yeah, I mean, it's the only poster Seth has in his whole place. It has to be good. All the classic films I could represent. <laughs> I'm going with Harold and Kumi. It's the uh, Citizen Kane of comedies. Yes. Well, this news kind of... I, I didn't really hear anything about this, but it was kind of shocking to me. Um, we don't have to talk too long because I don't really care. But uh, Barry Jenkins, indie darling, is directing The Lion King 2. Oh, my God. So, uh, Hollywood following the same formula they've had the past few years of hiring <laughs> cheap indie directors to make big budget films. Did you watch the um, I did. live action Lion King? I did, and it's exactly what we said. It's very emotionless. It's, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's I mean, all you need to say. It's very emotionless. It, it looked great. I mean, they, like, that's not a live action movie. You know, yeah, it's I mean, computer it's, animation. Yeah, it's you're right. I mean, that's you're right. So it's like why they just remade it. You know, I don't know. I mean, if you're a kid and you're watching that and, you know, for some sick reason, your parents didn't show you the <laughs> the animated version and showed you that. I mean, it's fine. You know, it's the same fucking movie. It is. I mean, that's the but, formula for all those Disney remakes for the most part. It is, but like I understand making remaking something like Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin that has human elements, you know, because right. that brings the characters to life and it shows a human portraying them. But I mean, Mufasa is still an animated lion, you know. I mean, the Jungle Book is just barely more live action <laughs> yeah. than that is because they have one real kid in it. Yeah, exactly. I haven't uh, seen that one, but I mean, I don't know, like. I'm not opposed to the the trend of remaking those Disney films because I really, I fucking think Beauty and the Beast and Aladdin are really good movies, you know. Mm-hmm. But it's hit or miss because Mulan, you know, doesn't look all that great. Lion King didn't do anything. Why do we need a Lion King two? Like, what was Lion King two animated any good? Yeah, it's really weird. But, hey, I mean, I like Barry Jenkins' films. I, I think he's an interesting guy who may be able to bring some sort of vision to it. But my first thought is, you know, he's going to do this so he can make movies he wants to make. He can have money to make the movies that, you know, that he wants to do, not these big budget things. Yeah. It's, so, I don't know. Very strange. Yeah. Well, good for him, you know. It's it's good to see the indie guys uh and girls, it's 2020. Indie people do well. Do you like Barry Jenkins' movies? What's he done? Moonlight? Moonlight and uh, If Beale Street Could Talk. 
Plus, in Moonlight, I'm a, I'm a big fan of it. Yeah. Uh, I just want to talk about one trailer real quick because I think we're fans of the movie that it's about. Uh, Mank. Have you heard of this? No. So this is a Netflix movie coming out uh, by David Fincher, which I know immediately that might deter you a little bit. But it is about the making of Citizen Kane. And uh, it talks about the uh, screenwriter who did it, Herman J. Mankiewicz. Or Mankiewicz. Ah, interesting. Yeah. So I have heard of that. I didn't know what it was called. Yeah. So, um, well, there's a guy in it who's going to be playing Orson Welles. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm very curious about it because I, I love Citizen Kane. I mean, it's obviously it's talked about as the greatest movie ever made. I, I mean, I, it's hard to pick what the greatest movie ever made is, but it, it is an M word, I would say. It is. Um, but yeah, I'd be I'd be interested to to check this out. Apparently, he shot it and used cameras from the time to make it seem authentic. So, yeah, I'm I'm intrigued. Interesting. And it's, it's got a uh, Gary Gary Oldman in it. Oh, cool, cool. Playing the, sounds, playing the sounds good. Playing the man, the myth, Mank. I check that, it out. That comes out in uh, November, I believe. <laughs> I hear everything you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> available straight on video, probably. Oh, yeah, just like we were talking about. It's going to be available uh, on Netflix. Um, and then just a couple of Blu-ray things, just to because we still collect. Yes. I mean, shit. We, we definitely be doing a Blu-ray update pretty soon. I think we have plenty to talk about. We've still been buying like crazy. Yeah. What have you picked up? <laughs> oh, shit. Um Picked up the Jurassic Park 4K, picked up um, Columbia Pictures 4K set, bunch of shit that I don't need to be buying. But yeah, what'd you pick up? Oh, God, Arrow Video shit that I don't need. Oh, yeah, Mallrats. Mallrats, um, Creepshow, and fucking Jurassic Park HD 4K trilogy. <laughs> don't give it all away. We gotta save it for the video. Stay tuned for the Blu-ray update. But, uh, yeah, speaking of 4K, they finally officially announced that the Lord of the Rings will be coming to 4K. And I got a big old chub. <laughs> um, Extended editions? That's what it says on the box. It says um, extended and theatrical. So here's what it seems like they're doing is they're doing... <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit separate 4K editions in December, and then next year they're going to be re- releasing like one big box set with all of them. Uh, who needs The Hobbit though? Uh, yeah, they're they're not great. Lord of the Rings, though, I mean, shit, one of the best trilogies ever made. I thoroughly enjoy them. It just I've only seen them once. It just took a lot out of me. You know, it's like they're exhausting. Ugh. There's a, there's a right. lot to them. I mean, four hours each, and there's. A lot of lore and everything being thrown around. Like, it's definitely not something you can keep up with in one viewing. Right. Oh, Fellowship of the Five Hours. (laughs) Oh, shut the fuck up. (laughs) (laughs) I could have watched Jason Goes to Hell four times. Well, why don't you? Freaking loser. Jason loses his virginity. Seth loses his virginity. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's really cool. I mean, oh, you know, I buy the 4Ks. I don't 
I am not going to double dip on everything. I'm not rebuying everything, but right. I've definitely um, done it more than I said I would. Right. <laughs> but the thing is for me, and I've said it to you. Yeah. Sometimes I don't really see the big jump. Right. And you know, there are certain 4K discs that have impressed me, like the Revenant looks amazing. Yeah. There's been other ones. I thought the um, uh, War of the Worlds looked really good. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, um, it definitely does. But a lot of times, you know, I I don't know. I don't see a jarring difference, but I'm also not like some video file. You know, I don't really right. care all that much, I guess. It's definitely not about all about clarity and how clean it looks. It's a lot of it has to do with the coloring and how natural it looks. Um, and I, I really recommend that after you watch the 4K, just pop in the Blu-ray just for a, a little bit, and you'll right. you'll really notice the difference then. Yeah, see, that's the thing. You you were telling me to do that. I did that with War of the Worlds, and I just went to like one specific scene, and I watched for like three minutes, and then mm-hmm. I put the Blu-ray in and did the same thing at yeah. the same part. And yeah, there was a big difference. Yeah, and I, I mean, I did the same thing with Jurassic Park last night. I, I put in the 4K, and it, it looks pretty clean and everything. Right. But just like on the review of um, that we read, it, it it wasn't as good as it could be. But then I, I put in the Blu-ray, and it really shows the age of the Blu-ray. I mean, it, good. It, it's just night and day. You really well, can't. see, that's, that's awesome, because I kind of felt like I didn't need to buy that. So Right. Well, and, you know, as those go on, I think they probably look better and better. I'm sure the right. Jurassic World's pretty clean. Yeah, I mean, you know, Lord of the Rings is going to sell great. It always does. Oh, yeah, especially with Peter Jackson being involved with the restoration. And apparently they cleaned up the CGI, too. Like, they didn't make the CGI better. They just cleaned it up and probably made it better. I, I, I just I can't imagine those not being good with him involved. Yeah, those. I mean, I probably won't go out and spend ninety bucks or whatever it's going to cost because I'm not that big of a fan. But mm-hmm. that's something I'll, I'll watch. Like, you know, I'll watch the price of it and wait until like a sale. I could see it dropping pretty good. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> and then also, uh, just today we had the January Criterion's announced some interesting stuff in here. Um, Skateboarding, anyone? Ooh. So uh, yeah. Speaking of that, Minding the Gap, the uh, the Hulu exclusive documentary. Uh, I know that you mentioned today when I brought it up. You know, why of all the things to pick, why? Don't get me wrong; it's cool. I've really loved that movie, um, and I would well, probably buy it. Yeah, I would too. But I, I thought about it, and it, it definitely has to do with rights because, I mean, Rolling Thunder review the Bob Dylan story by Martin Scorsese, which is a Netflix thing. I think it's just much easier for them to secure the rights and everything from things that are on streaming services already. So I, I, I think maybe that has something to do with it. At, Cause you had portrait of lady on fire parasite, right. which is on Hulu. I, I think just marriage story, the Irishman, all Irishman. those things are so quick to turn around. And I think it, I think the rights are, are definitely a big reason and, yeah. and how quickly they can get the, uh, the supplements together. I would buy that though, because I've watched oh. that again, you know, most documentaries I don't need to go back to. That was kind of something deeper than just a guy skateboarding, you know? Yeah. And it's got a commentary with all three of the guys on it too. That's cool. That's, so that's cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. The one I, kid was in the, um, Tony Hawk documentary. Oh yeah. There's also a, um, new programs featuring interviews with professional skateboarder, Tony Hawk. Oh shit. Yeah, so it's there's some good stuff on there and a short film. 
I actually um, think he lives out here, the uh, the one black dude. Oh, really? Yeah. Keir Johnson, I, I assume that's who he is. Wait yeah, enough. I mean, I, I had a skateboarding phase that was just that, a phase. I was not good. I've seen the video. But <laughs> I was not good, but... I love the culture of skateboarding. Like I, I grew up with the culture of it. I, I got the Tony Hawk games. I watched the the Bam and the Tony Hawk videos, all that stuff. I respect skateboarding and that so, ability to be able to do it. So I, I just enjoy it. It's something. What that, you're saying is you were a poser, like I was. Oh, definitely. I yeah. had all I had all the brands, but I couldn't do shit with them. Yep, I went out and I had several pairs of skate shoes. I all my friends <laughs> skated. I was just like, I would come. Uh, yeah, I'll come to the skate park and sit there and just hang out. You know? Oh, definitely. And that's yeah, that's part of it. It's like a hangout thing. It's right. I don't know. There's something a little, <laughs> something a little deeper about skateboarding, and there's something a little deeper about this documentary in and of itself. Yeah, it's that's cool. Yeah, uh, and then like I said, the Rolling Thunder review, Bob Dylan's story. I would probably pick that up too. I'm a fan of Bob Dylan um, and Martin, Marty, <laughs> Marty, Martin. Oh, Marty. Um, oh, Marty. Shardy. Uh, <laughs> uh, another one is The Ascent. I uh, can't believe how many World War II films there are out there. In the darkest days of World War II, two partisans set out for supplies to sustain their beleaguered outfit, uh, and they fall into the hands of German forces and come face to face with death. Oh, is this the one from the 70s? Yeah, have you heard of it? I heard of it when I saw that you added it to your watch list. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> I don't know if I'd pick it up, but I, I would check it out. No, you would pick it up. You got a hard-on for that fucking No, I wouldn't, because I already added it to my Criterion Channel list. I love war. <laughs> yeah, so what? Why don't you go join the military? Why don't you become a serial murderer? <laughs> <laughs> Could be already. I like watching it, not being involved with it. Fair enough, fair enough. Uh, and then the other thing is a set, three films by Louis Benuel. Um, the Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie. Pass. The of Liberty. <laughs> that Obscure Object of Desire. Uh, I've heard of that Discreet Charm of the Bourgeoisie. It's like a satire of the upper class. It's supposed to be like quirky. They're, they're having dinner on a stage and it's deep wow super deep so what you're saying is you'll pass i will not be picking that one up but you know the other two are they're interesting yeah definitely i really I, want to get my hands on that uh irishman set though oh god does that come out in november it does yeah i think towards the end oh god yeah that's a day one for sure yes, sir especially with the sale you fucking know it. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, that's... Uh, I don't really care about going into Blu-rays and stuff. We we don't need to do that. Do no, we? we don't. Nah. Because we have plenty to talk about right now. We're talking about the best and worst horrors. <laughs> <laughs> Off to a, gr- a riveting start. Oh, my God. I need to quit this podcast game. I've never been good at it. <laughs> We're talking about the best and worst horror sequels. Horror. <laughs> so, yeah, I have quite the list here. Um, I picked stuff that I 
I know we've seen, or at least I'm guessing that one of us has seen. I don't right. know about you completely, but you know, if we haven't, we'll just move on. And uh, I'm not the I'm not some sort of horror. Act. You know, there's guys that fucking don't watch anything else besides oh, horror yeah. movies, and that's cool. I mean, it's not for me, but you know, I don't want to sit down and watch uh, Halloween in February. No, definitely not. Um, but there's definitely I, a hardcore horror fan base that just just watches horror. You know? Oh yeah, I mean, I could watch horror movies like all year, but like Halloween type of movies, that's that's different. It's got to be the vibe, right? Oh man. Well, yeah, I I left off a lot of things. Um, I left off pretty much uh, all of the. The Universal Monsters, because I, I really haven't seen any of them, and I know you haven't either. Uh, I've seen I, uh, the, you know, a few of them. I've seen Bride of Frankenstein, which is good, and The Bride is hot. So, uh, wh- which ones have you seen? Dracula. The sequel? Oh, we're t- <laughs> wow. We're talking about sequels, bud. <laughs> Guess I should quit browsing Grubhub about what I'm going to eat tonight. <laughs> yeah, maybe you should. <laughs> you may. <laughs> this is why we get ten v- ten listens of an episode. <laughs> this is why nobody cares because <laughs> Seth doesn't care. <laughs> no, I do care. You're right. Um, forget what I said. I have not seen any of those. <laughs> yeah. So some of the, we may have forgotten, or I may have forgotten some things, but I, I've got a lot of the big ones. So definitely let us know if we miss something and. Uh, be happy to chat about it. Yeah. Uh, but the first one, <laughs> Halloween well, do you franchise. Want, I was going to say, do you want to go from like big franchises first and talk about those? Well, I've I've got them all mixed up. I've got big ones and some small ones in between. Okay. So okay. It's, it's up to you. Well, let's you know, tackle Halloween. Well, let's just go down the list. Now, I, I will say that um, we do have a video on the channel where we kind of go in depth about all the movies. I love um, that video. Oh yeah. It's great. That's from a couple of years ago. We should do that with yeah. other things, but, um, well, you don't watch any other horror. Uh, we could do a Rocky one though. Oh, I, I've been waiting for that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I've seen those. I, I, I would watch them again beforehand, but oh, I could talk sh- about those. Shit. I would do Rocky any day. Yeah. Poltergeist. Anyone? <laughs> Poltergeist. Ugh. Yes, but obviously the original came out in 1978, spawned, what are we at, 12, 11, I think after Halloween ends, like 13 sequels or 12 sequels? Okay, counting the Rob Zombie movies, 10, 13 after the David Gordon Green trilogy ends. Insane. Absolutely insane. But like I said, I've got the box set and... I would at least put any of these in and at least like enjoy it, even if I'm talking shit about it. Right. But 1981, three years after the original, we had Halloween 2, which was a continuation of the story. Now, people, I know some people don't like Halloween 2, and it's it's definitely not the same quality level as the first one, but to me, those movies go hand in hand. I cannot tell you the last time I watched Halloween, and I didn't watch Halloween 2 afterwards. Usually I do, but this time I watched the original and then the David Gordon Green one. 
that's well that's the cool thing there's fucking four different timelines you know right so you could i mean you there's end not endless but you have several possibilities with the way you watch this franchise yeah halloween is literally a um choose your own adventure story <laughs> yeah. it really Which is, is. Cool. I, mean, I mean it's it's not purposeful uh, but it's yeah. cool there's you know you can go down the one and two timeline, which technically that's when the story was supposed to end. You can go through the thing with his niece. And I mean, there's fuck, there's literally four different routes you can take, you know? Right. Uh, and if I'm correct, I know there was a different director, but did John Carpenter write it? Or was he just not involved at all? I think he went back and I think rewrote he wrote some it. of it. Maybe he, he did. I think he had something to do with the writing. He did. He uh, written and produced by John Carpenter, Deborah Hill, and I know that um, Rick Rosenthal, the director, um, mm-hmm. when he was done with the movie, I think Carpenter went back and you know really had a, a hand in reshooting some of the scenes to make it scarier. I guess. Okay. Um, there's you know I, I it's been a while since I've taken in all the behind the scenes stuff about that movie, but it really is an interesting story because you know Carpenter. I think he was kind of over it, even at this point, you know? Of course. Well, yeah, I mean, I don't know. He just, he seems like a guy that he does one thing and moves on. Like, I don't think he has very many sequels. No, and I mean, you know, Halloween was such a success considering the budget that went into it, you know? And and I know for sure they, they were not supposed to... The intention was to not continue the Michael Myers thing after two. You know, that was supposed to be the end. Right. And he's not involved at all until the new one that came out a couple of years ago, right? Yeah, that was kind of the first time he got back into it, I guess. Yeah. And signed on as a producer and did the music, which, you know, that's said it many times on the show, but that's some of the best um, musical work of Carpenter's career, in my opinion. Oh, yeah, definitely the most iconic. Yeah. Uh, and then the next year, didn't even wait. They released Halloween 3 Season of the Witch, which was a departure from the Michael Myers story, which people did not like. No, that's why it was kind of a failure. People wanted more Michael Myers. Um, I could imagine at the time if you went to watch that and you're thinking, (laughs) what the fuck, you know? Yeah. Um, I actually, I didn't see that for the first time. I mean, maybe just a few years ago, you know? Mm -hmm. I never knew there was kind of a thing where... I just didn't know about it. You know, I knew about four and five, but three was just always missing for me. I didn't even wonder about it, really, you know? Yeah, it's. I've said it several times, but uh, I didn't love it the first time I watched it. I do want to go back and see if I can appreciate it in a different, in a different way, because it is that's, completely yeah, different. It really is. And that's the thing. Like, I've become a big fan of that over the past few years. I, it's like a thing that I look forward to watching. Um it's not scary or anything. It's just fun. No. Yeah, and it was directed by Tommy Lee Wallace that did the It miniseries, if that's what yeah. you want to call it. So Yes, yes. But because of the failure of it, they didn't do another one for six years. So in 1988, they came out with four, The Return of Michael Myers, which... And I'm, I'm fresh with these movies. I literally just watched the series again. Um, I <laughs> don't hate this one. I, you know what? This was the first time I was watching with my girlfriend, and this was the first time where i kind of felt like damn this movie's not bad (laughs) like i kind of enjoy it there's a ridiculous there's a vibe to it and i think it's because this is one that i had seen young 
So I was familiar right. with it. I had a, a certain feeling of it when I was younger. It creeped me out. And and uh, I knew the character of, um, what's, uh, of Jamie. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and yeah, I don't know. I Let me see. I have rated a two and a half, but I... I don't hate it. Like I, I could watch it. I, I, it's, I would watch it. It's funny because I had it rated as like a two or a two and a half, and this time I bumped it up a little bit. It really, compared to the other sequels, it's like it's pretty decent. And the there's like this opening montage of like the Midwest in the fall, and it's oh, so, so it's good. so good. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And uh, um, you know. Ellie Cornell as Rachel. I never really oh. appreciated her until I got into my manhood, but man. Yeah, she's a, she's a nice little scream queen. She mm-hmm. is. Scream cream. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but then the next year, you know, things must have gone well because they released five Revenge of Michael Myers. But that is a direct sequel. It is. This I, is going along with the timeline of his niece. I don't like this one. This one's less less uh less good. Yeah. I mean it's got Rachel in it, who's she's even hotter in this movie, but she meets her demise. Yeah, by and the way, we, we may spoil a lot of the movies in here, so just a fair if, warning if you If care. you haven't seen Halloween five in twenty twenty, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> I mean we're gonna talk well, about it. Yeah, I mean I mean throughout the whole list, so Yeah. Yeah. But be, you know, be Halloween five, it's it's when it starts to kind of trend downwards for me it it does and then we have six the curse of michael myers which is culty right it's culty this follows the whole um storyline of the man in black that frees michael at the end of five and the thorn Uh. cult (laughs) but i gotta tell you i've always hated this movie i watched it a few weeks ago and it still sucks (laughs) but (laughs) the kill like it was entertaining Okay. I'll, like, I'll put it that way. Like, I used to just fucking hate that movie. Like, ugh, Halloween 6, I don't want to watch it. Is this the one that has a different cut? That it apparently is, yeah. is better? <laughs> so the producer's cut that finally got the Blu-ray release a few years ago and that set came out. And Yeah. Yeah, there's people that'll try and trick you into thinking that it somehow <laughs> makes it into, like, Citizen Kane or something. Oh, you now, mean, like, the Snyder cut. Yeah, it's exactly, dude. It's just a different cut of a fucking shitty movie, but... Um, it's okay. It's, you know, the end for Donald Pleasant's Loomis character, which is kind of sad. I think he died before they could finish it. So, oh yeah. He looks, he looked pretty bad in that movie too. Yeah. Very much alive. Very much alive. <laughs> uh, and that came out in 95 and then three years later, we've got H2O. Now I'm a big fan of this one. Okay. Um, this is where we start getting into the weird timeline, though, because this erases yeah. the previous ones, and it's a direct sequel to, what, one and two, or a direct sequel to one, or something like that. Oh, God, I don't even know. Anyways, though, you know, Yeah, Laurie I think Strode. it is, because it says two decades after surviving the massacre in 78. Yeah. Yeah, Lori Strode is, like, living under a different name, and she's this teacher at this boarding school. And it, I, it was jumping on the um, trend of those teen slasher kind of, like, I know what you did last summer, sort of movies and scream like sex ones. Yeah, like the teen sex horror movies. Mm-hmm. You know, it was definitely jumping on that trend, but I enjoy it. I enjoy it a lot. I love that Janet Lee is in it, even for just yeah. a second, and that it's she has the same car she does in Psycho. No, I didn't like know a, that. 
Oh yeah, she walks away when she's talking to Jamie, and it's the same car, same license plate. It's fucking sick. Well, that's pretty cool. But is this the one where at the end she um, cuts his head off? It is, and you know what? I always that is my favorite timeline of the film that or of the series. To end it. That's the end. You know, okay. there's nowhere else to go. She fucking decapitates him. That's perfect. You know, right. But I will always watch the the other ones, you know. But I, I like to follow that timeline, I guess. And then uh, four years later, in two thousand two, Rick Rosenthal came back and did Resurrection, worst one of the series. It's not good. I have it's, it as a one star, and I couldn't even tell you what happens. I just remember that they fucking awful. They make an excuse for uh, the head being chopped off. Well, uh, yeah, it was some paramedic that. Um, you know, I don't know. Michael changed his, switched his outfit with a paramedic, and the guy's throat bo- box was like shattered, so he couldn't talk. <laughs> it's yeah, just yeah, so okay, stupid. Okay. And this, like Halloween H two O, this one was jumping on the trend of like you know the kind of reality show internet yeah, thing. Definitely, yeah. <laughs> so it's like I don't know all these teenagers going into the, the Myers house for this internet reality show. It's just so fucking stupid. Stupid. Yeah. But obviously, it kind of killed the series for a little bit because uh, it took five years for them to come out with Rob Zombie's Halloween. I can't now, believe this movie came out in two thousand seven. People like Rob Zombie's Halloween. Oh, think, I know people like Rob Zombie. I, they think I, it's an interesting take. They like that he took the core idea and made it his own. But um, oh. <laughs> I'd rather watch Resurrection ten times over. Look, I. I hate the movie. It's one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> but I I guess I appreciate that he did something different. I kind of like the smelly white trash grounded. I'll give him that. Take on it, but I don't want to know how Michael is right. the way he is. I, I think it's cool that he did his own thing with it. But yeah, it's the whole young Michael backstory that just fucking kills it for me, man. I don't. It takes all the mis- like the mystique away. Yeah, and it you need some people that can act for one. True. Dig Fairch is not it. Dig Fairch. Dig Fairch is not it. The best part of that movie, excuse me, excuse my language, is that you get to see uh, Daniel Harris's uh, yabos tits. <laughs> Max loves your tits. <laughs> um, but fucking don't like it, and I've never even seen the second one. Oh, really? I've never watched it. The second one is not much better, but there are things that I like about it. It's definitely more stylistic. Right. Very brutal. Some pretty brutal kills in it. Scout Taylor Compton. I mean, mm-hmm. but uh, it's it's not it's not much better. Love Brad Dorf though. Oh God. We'll talk about Brad. I'm sure a couple more times throughout this. This little discussion. Yeah. yeah. Not much to talk about with that one, but that one definitely killed the series for a while. 2009 is when it came out. 2018, 40-year anniversary, we got David Gordon Green's (laughs) Halloween. And this one wipes everything out. Even H2O, this is a direct sequel to- Even two. Yeah, this is a direct sequel to Halloween 78. I And, you know, I was thinking this the other day while I was watching it. It's just kind of funny. Like, I wonder if Jamie Lee Curtis ever would have imagined that she'd still be making these movies, you know? 
I don't think so. I mean, like she's that, been there for like three different reboots of it. I mean, she's just like it's like holy shit, you know. The documentary that's on the the Blu-ray for it is, I mean, she. I don't. I don't think it's that she doesn't appreciate that people like it. It's just not really what she wants to be known for. I think. Right. Right. And she's. I don't. I don't know. I, you're definitely right. I, I can't imagine her thinking that this is what. I just she would be known for. I remember when they announced that they were going to, you know, do a, a direct sequel to two, and I just never in the back of my mind would I have thought that they would have got her to to be part of it. So when they announced that, I was like, "Holy shit!" You know, I cannot believe that. Yeah, I mean, they built this up. I, every day we were looking. Well, I think you specifically was, <laughs> I was uh, hyped, and I I definitely got dragged into it. Um, yeah, but. New footage, new music, everything was coming out. I mean, this was, I, there, this was a specific time. Like it was Halloween, Halloween, Halloween. We did the Halloween video. Right. We went and saw the movie. And as much as I like some of those shitty sequels and it's tradition to watch every year, there was something very exciting about like a direct sequel to the classic, you know? From a guy who's made some good things. Right. Right. And, we had a pretty long discussion about this the other day. I, I mean, I like it. That's there. If I sit and really dissect it, there's a lot of stupid stuff in this movie. Yeah, there is. But it's a horror movie. What's the point of dissecting it? It's not going to make sense. It's going to be stupid. That's true. But it's like a, a Halloween sequel reboot, whatever you want to call it. I, it's really enjoyable. There's, there's some good stuff in there. There's some, I'm, I remain conflicted on it. Um, <laughs> I've seen it like four times now. Which obviously means you like it in some capacity. I do, enough to keep going back to it, because there's there's certain scenes that are just awesome, but yeah, you know, there's, there's stuff some... I really hate, too. Well, yeah, we really dissected it the other day, a lot of the stupid shit. I mean, obviously, the doctor, that's the worst part of it. It is. Um, but, I mean, thinking deeper about it, how many survivors of murders are hunkered down in home bunkers 40 <laughs> years, years after, the, after the event. Um, why are they taking him from prison to a different prison? What What's the point? Yeah, I mean... Uh, <laughs> yeah. There, there's a lot to really dissect, and we can't dissect every movie on, the, on this whole list, or we'll be here for seven hours. But right, right, right. Short answer, I like it. And I, it's I one that too. I watch every year. And it's one of the better, one of the better, to me, after Halloween 2 and 3, I like both of those. It's the best sequel, for sure. Yeah, definitely. And then uh, next year, we get Halloween Kills. Um, I'm of the mindset that- Let him burn! I, <laughs> I'm of the mindset that they have to kill Lori. Michael has to win in this one for it to- to even interest me in seeing the third one. Something I wasn't even thinking about that until you mentioned it the other day. And yeah, I mean, that's a good point. You know, something. Yeah. I mean, and it wouldn't surprise me like 40 years of Halloween. You'd think Jamie's ready to, to cut it loose. <laughs> well, they also killed her in resurrection and that was totally erased. So who fucking right. knows anymore? Well, it's called Halloween kills. So he's got to kill somebody. It's good something, point. Something's got to happen. And then, uh, 2022, we get Halloween ends, which, Thank God. <laughs> we'll see if it actually ends. <laughs> Jesus. 
Dude, man. they'll probably be making Michael Myers and fucking Jason movies when we're old men, you know? Oh, I mean, they could probably put out a Halloween box set part two at some point. Yeah, I mean, they're they're timeless, and the horror villains just, they go from generation to generation, and I don't know, it's it's interesting. Yeah. Uh, you ever seen the Leprechaun films? Um... I haven't. Like a so this little is up bit. To you. No, we can skip over it. Halloween or Leprechaun? Have you seen Hatchet Two? I haven't seen Hatchet Two. Have you? I haven't, but I do like Hatchet. I do like Hatchet. Um, there's kind of several an interesting premise. There's several secret or sequels to it. I think there's a Victor Crowley as well. Yeah, it's kind of become its own little franchise, I guess. Um, an American Werewolf in Paris. Have you heard of this? No. Sequel, obviously, to an American Werewolf in London. Can't imagine it being very good. No. When did that come out? That came out in 19... Uh, <laughs> These movies just don't know anything about horror sequels. 1997. Okay. Ooh. Oh, my God. Julie Delpy's in it. Oh. Julie Bowen's in it. Ooh. Damn. Okay. All right, all right. No, Wait, so um, which Julie's in it? Julie Delpy and Julie Bowen. Both of them. <laughs> yeah. Double no Griffin, though, unfortunately. That sucks. Yeah. All right. We got some paranormal activity. You like I can talk films? about these. I think the first one's really good. Uh, I have the set, the first three, because I, I think I... I think I like the first three. After that, it gets a little, a little shitty. Um, but the first one was kind of a phenomenon when it came out. It, it was. It was kind of the uh, Blair Witch Project of this generation, I guess. Yeah, that one came out in two thousand seven. Um, shockingly, it took them three years to put out a second part. Um, with Katie, Katie Featherstone coming back for that one. I saw that one in the theater. I saw both of those in the theaters. Uh huh. I remember thinking the second one was it was fine. I mean, it kind of creeped me out in a few few parts, but uh, I think that first one was really really good. Yeah, and then part three. Um, I think the first three. Oh, shit, is it the th- is it the third one where it's like her sister and the kid? It's, I think I saw that. Maybe I skipped the third one. I saw the fourth one. I don't know. The fourth one, the fourth one is not very good. They 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 play on the the connect, the Xbox connect, and how the lasers. Oh shit! Stupid, really stupid. Um, but there is an awesome like cameo at the end of it where Katie from the original comes and attacks her, and it's like the last shot of it. That's oh, maybe it, see. I think I saw that because I remember seeing. Her return, so I, who knows? She's in all of them, pretty much, except oh, the last one. Maybe I'm just, you know, maybe I'm thinking of one of those. I don't know. Maybe, because then in 2014, the Marked Ones came out, which was like the Hispanic one. Right. Um, which was also not very good. Um, and then the Ghost Dimension, that one came out in 2015. And that was, I guess, a prequel when they were young. And uh, I also have here that Toby, that imaginary friend that's... You you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it it seems that in the last one, <laughs> there's a person that actually plays him, so I guess you see him. Oh, 
cool. of course you've, you've got to explain it and let everybody see and that's you know there's nothing left to the imagination anymore of course not um uh. i've got a ton of smaller things here but i'll, I'll skip over some of them because i know this is probably gonna slow us down but a big series one that i'm trying to get through now saw now i've seen far more of these sequels than i care to even admit for some reason <laughs> i don't know why i haven't um uh, but i will say that i do enjoy the first I, I enjoy the first two the first one is obviously the best the first one's a good horror movie it is it's, a, it's, it's I, I mean it's like a Horror, I don't know what it is. is. It a horror movie? I don't know. A horror police procedural, maybe. Yeah. A horror murder mystery. I mean, it's it ha- It's not what the series seems to be have become. Right. It's it seems more like a cop movie. Right. With horror elements, and then it started to turn into like how crazy Torture can we make the traps? Yeah, you know, which is what, whatever. I mean, not for me. Yeah. But James Wan directed the first one and then the guy who plays one of the trap guys along with carrie elwis lee Wanell, he wrote it um he's done a lot of things he's been writing and directing a bunch of things he did that invisible man oh okay uh, he also did that upgrade movie so he's he's constantly working okay okay um but once again it did really well so holy shit every like every year for the first five a new one came out so in 2005 Saw two came out, which I don't, I don't hate. Um, Beverly that, Mitchell from uh, Seventh Heaven. Oh, that's right, that's right. I I love at the end how they go back to the uh, the room from the first one. Ah, uh, yeah, I I saw that one. I don't really remember it, but you know, I used to go with a buddy that loves that shit, and oh god, I sat through like all of them when they would come out. I don't know why. Yikes! Yeah, sounds awful. yikes is right. <laughs> And then the next year, 2006, we have three. Lee Winnell came back and wrote that one. 2007, we have four. 2008, we have five. 2009, we have six. 2010, we have the final chapter. And then uh, for the while, it seemed to have kind of killed the franchise until 2017 when they did Jigsaw. Um, I didn't see that. I, I didn't either, but it's in that set, so I'll get to it eventually. <laughs> um, You'll never get to it. <laughs> <laughs> but there's a... A new one coming out, and I, I don't know if at the time it was it was known that this was a sequel, but it's that Spiral movie with Chris Rock. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, remember, I saw the trailer for this. I think at first it was just called Spiral, but now it has Spiral from the Book of Saw. Oh, well, gotta let everyone know. Yeah, and it was actually the story by Chris Rock. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. Oh yeah, because he's like a big fan of that. I remember reading that when that was announced or whatever. I thought the trailer looked cool. I mean, it. Uh, I don't know. I like those really drab and dreary horror movies that just have that. It looks like they're going back to like a police procedural thing. Yeah, I mean, honestly, like I'm so burnt out on Saw that I don't think I was really even paying attention when I watched it. But yeah, maybe it'll I be. I could a- see that it could be like you know probably one of the better ones. Maybe it'll be a prequel where Chris Rock plays Danny Glover's grandfather. Or oh something. wow! Sign me up. Or his dad, old D. Glo- <laughs> old D. Glove. Ah, uh, love him and Angels in the Outfield. Somebody has to. <laughs> Ooh, I haven't seen these, but I know you have. Blair Witch Two: Book of Shadows, <sighs> and Blair Witch. 
I'm passionate about these because <laughs> because of how much I love the Blair Witch Project. Um, I I I wouldn't say I refuse. I just haven't watched them yet. I avoided Book of Shadows for years because I heard how bad it was, and I was just like I don't want to sit through that. You know? Yeah. Um. So then, whenever that was, a few years ago, when that secret sequel Blair Witch got announced. Yeah, it was. It started out as. It started out as like the woods or something like that. Yeah, and you know, it was Adam Wingard, and it was kind of under wraps the whole time. And I was so excited for it because I love the Blair Witch Project. I thought, man, this is going to be. Uh, yeah, it's like Heather's brother. Yeah, going out to, after all these years with his friends to try to figure out what happened and wouldn't you look a little earlier yeah and on paper <laughs> that doesn't sound like a bad idea but that movie just did everything opposite of what the Blair Witch Project did there was no build up it's just like loud and obnoxious loud, and yeah. they show like the, you right it's like the very first night there in the uh, the woods like the shit's loud and it's just so like hitching the head with fucking scary moments and Annoying. I, I hated it. I hate that movie. I've seen it twice, and I'm probably good. That sounds awful. So then, after seeing that, I'm like, let me go back and see Book of Shadows. You know, it can't possibly be any worse. <laughs> but it's not. I like it better than Blair Witch, but it's fucking shitty. You know, it's bad. It's a bad. Is that movie. one? Is that one more of like a movie, or is it like a documentary? That's more of a movie. Movie. It's like these young people who are like fascinated by the original film and. Uh, Oh god. Well, there was no there was no lag between the movies. I'm pretty sure they shit that out right away. Yeah, I mean you know, those guys, those two buddies that directed the Blair Witch Project, they've unfortunately never been able to <laughs> re- recreate that success, but it's okay. As you, you wouldn't. Know? Right. I mean I, and I heard they might be working on like a TV series or something that could come out. They just just give it a rest. Let it die. Much like with the original Halloween that we were talking about, you know, the thing that makes that so scary is the mystery. Right. Um, yeah. You just, the Blair Witch Project, you just get that little bit at the beginning with the the townsfolks kind of talking about some of the legends, but that's really it. You know, the rest is left up to the viewer to figure it out. Which is the best thing about horror. Yeah. Like, there's some great creatures, some great villains and murderers and this and that but the scariest thing is when you know you don't know what it is your imagination builds it for you right and just i don't know you know those sequels like a lot of other things fell victim to trying too hard to explain things i guess well fit a mainstream audience right that's that's the worst villain in the world is mainstream audiences (laughs) i would say though i mean out of curiosity, because I know some people like it, you could watch um, Blair Witch. Okay. And maybe, you know, you probably won't like it, but it's probably worth a viewing, I guess. Yeah, I would check it out. I think it's on a lot of streaming services. So yeah, so it's available. Uh, next big series, though, The Exorcist. Tubular Bells. <laughs> oh. I can't think of the music off the top of my head. <laughs> Me either, but whatever. Me neither, but the original is fucking awesome. It is. I mean, it's it's a victim of its own reputation because, you know, people always, it's the scariest movie ever. Um, 
while it's not really scary, it is great. Yeah. And that one, the original came out in 1973, directed by uh, William Friedkin. But four years later, they decided we needed more. And they came out with two, The Heretic, which, from what I've heard, is one of the worst movies ever made. So you've never seen part two? No, I haven't. I've seen three, which we'll talk about. So you skipped skipped over two. I did, yeah, because I don't think it... I don't think it ha- – yeah, I've heard it's horrible, but I heard 3 was good, so I didn't even fuck right. around with it. Um, I know that uh, Linda Blair is in the second one. She is. She's not in the third one. Um, yeah, it's just – I don't know. I was surprised to see how many uh, Exorcist movies there were. Uh, there's a couple more after 3. but um, It's like three. another thing, though, you know, like, God, how much more of the story do we need? You don't, you don't, like, yeah, you don't need anything else. I mean, it's like, god damn. How many exorcisms and demon movies are there? Right. Like, it, it all ends the same. Shit out the demon. God damn. God damn. But in 1990, 13 years after the sequel, we got The Exorcist 3, uh, directed by the writer of the first one, William Peter Blatty. Um, and it's set 17 years after the original and ignores the events of two. So that's part of why I didn't need to watch two. Um, and it follows a character from the first film, Lieutenant William F. Kinderman. Um, I don't know if you remember that part in the original. It's the cop that's talking yeah. to the, the priest. Yeah. Uh, who was played by Lee J. Cobb in the original. Uh, and this is played by George C. Scott, which I fucking love that guy. He's a great actor. Um, but he investigates a series of demonic murders in Georgetown that have the hallmarks of the Gemini, a deceased serial killer. Um, and they based a lot of the, the aspects on it, on the Zodiac killer. Um, hmm. One of several serial killers who enjoyed the original Exorcist, as you'd expect. Of course. Um, it's fu- it, I, personally, I think it's awesome, uh, especially for a sequel to one of the most beloved horror films. Right. Um, there are some silly things in it, uh, which I, I kind of ignore, but uh, the ending was heavily reshot, and it's like it's like one of those rare occasions where studio interference made it better. Oh, okay. Uh, they kind of added a, a more bombastic and, and, and big, exciting ending right. as opposed to what, uh, what was originally on there. Okay, um, okay. But yeah, it's 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 kind of awesome. I I, I recommend it. <laughs> all right, all right. I'll let you borrow it if you if you want. I would probably watch it. Yeah, yeah. I'd be curious to see what you think. This one is this one's definitely more of like a police procedural thing. Okay. Uh, it, but it's got Brad Dwarf in it, who's he's of course playing over the top and awesome as you'd expect. You like Brad Dwarf? I do. Well, Chucky. Actually, yeah, we'll talk about him in a little bit. Um, but after that, 2004, we got Exorcist the Beginning. And then 2005, we got Dominion prequel to The Exorcist, which was directed by Paul Schrader. Oh. Which I never heard about that. Paul Schrader. Probably for a reason, though. Um, and then I came across this too. Um, 
On August 2020, it was announced that a reboot of the film is in the works from Morgan Creek Entertainment and slated for a 2021 release. A reboot of... The Exorcist, the original. <sighs> now, I I did include this because I think it's important. <laughs> so these are the last four movies that Morgan Creek Entertainment put out. Ace Ventura Jr., Pet Detective. God. <laughs> Dream House. The Thing, the remake. And All Eyes on Me, the Tupac biopic. Wow. Impressive. Now they, put out, they put out good stuff before that in the years prior. They put out the third one. They put out a, a good stuff. But those are the last four. Shit. And the <laughs> 2009 to 2017, that's the only films they put out. <laughs> it's not looking good. David Mickey Evans directed Ace Ventura Jr. <laughs> Fuck. It's all been downhill after the Sandlot. That convinces me that maybe the Sandlot is shittier than I imagined. I, it I think it is. Well, I, I mean, it's a good movie, but I think it's just like a, a shitty filmmaker who struck gold <laughs> by pure, you know, luck. Pure luck. Yeah, it's if you look at that guy's filmography, it's ass. Right. Um, but we do have another big franchise here: the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yes, I can talk about some of these. <laughs> now, there there are more of these than I thought there were as well. So, 1974, we have the original. Masterpiece. Directed by Toby Hooper. Yep. But, of course, well, this is interesting because they didn't decide to do a sequel for 12 years. The sequel came out in 1986. And it's Texas. much different in tone. Is it? I don't have it here for some reason, but was it directed by Toby? Uh... I think it was. I think actually. it was. I'll take um, a look real quick. Yeah, but it was directed. Have you seen it? Uh, yeah, it was directed by Toby. I actually saw this, yeah, a couple years ago for the first time. It's much different in tone. Quick look at the poster. We'll tell you everything you need to know. It's the, it's the Breakfast Club. Yeah. <laughs> um, I would call this more of a black comedy, I guess. Okay. But it's also got some good horror moments. Uh, Is it good? I think it's a blast, yeah. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, This like radio, this chick that hosts like this radio show, she ends up in their kind of like lair, and it's fucking just ridiculous, you know. That's not the uh, that's not the uh, letterbox graph I was expecting. I expected something worse. So no, it's yeah, it's um, it's just odd because it's so different than the first one, you know. And it's like if you don't know what you're getting into, you're like, what the fuck. But well, the original is pretty horrifying. It is, yeah. I mean, the original is, like, disturbing. This yeah. one's just more, like, kind of crazy fun, you know? Okay. I would recommend it, though. Okay. Check it out. Uh, four years later, though, we got the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. Well, it's Leatherface, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre 3. I don't even think I've ever heard of this one. I haven't seen that one. That, the only one I've seen of the original sequels is two, and then I jumped back in with the the, the remake. Okay. Well, in 95, we get Texas Chainsaw Massacre, The Next Generation. 2003, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Is that the remake? Yeah. Jessica Biel. Ah. Mm. Is that any good? Um, I like it. There's the scene... I like the idea of movies like this, 
or series like this getting a modern day remake. Yeah. But I don't, I don't know how good this would be. Just Google image search, uh, Texas chainsaw, Jessica Biel. It's enough incentive for you to watch it. Um, (laughs) it's, I like it. I did like it. I haven't seen it in years. It's, um, it's not horrible. It's not horrible. I'm sure people out there will think it's horrible, you know? Wow. I like this movie already. Oh, my God. So bad. Uh, But three years later, we got Texas Chainsaw Massacre, the beginning, because we need a prequel, I guess. I went to the theater to see that for some reason with my buddies. I don't remember it at all. (laughs) At all. I just remember being in there watching it. I think I might have been under the influence of something. Cock? Cock. <laughs> you caught me. Oh, <laughs> never mind. Uh, but in 2013, we had the 3D phase. Texas Chainsaw 3D. How exciting. Odd film. Odd film. Is it? Um. Yeah, because, like, it's supposed to... I can't remember exactly. Like, I think it was supposed to take place, like, after the original, like, in the 70s or something. Oh, Alexander Daddario. Oh, my God. But, like, they're using cell phones, and the timeline makes no sense, and... (laughs) That poster is horrifying. Yeah, that's probably the the most horrifying part. (laughs) Besides the acting. (laughs) Besides the putrid acting. And then couple years later we got i think this is a prequel leatherface Ooh, maybe no wait maybe that's the one that i saw that's yeah this the is a timeline it's the origin story oh so knows? it's before oh okay so this was probably the one yeah oh fuck i don't know you can't it's even keep garbage. up with the sequels there's there's so much i mean it's, you can't it's it, it's it, garbage it's ridiculous uh, let's see. We'll move on from that shit. Okay, this next one, uh, we don't have to delve into for too long because you're watching them now, and I don't give a shit, but uh, the Friday the 13th <laughs> series. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> honestly I don't want to depress you since you just bought the whole big set, but it's kind of a forgettable series. I'm probably like uh, forcing myself to like them to justify the purchase. <laughs> Perhaps I, I realize that I do the same thing. If I, I really, <laughs> if I stream something, I'm a little more honest with myself. Well, I had to stop myself last night when I was watching that first one because, like, when there's like 20 minutes left, I thought this is pretty good. But then I'm like, wait a minute, am I being tricked? Am I being tricked here? It's because I fucking spent money on it. But could no, be. could be. We'll see about some of the sequels. Yeah, they get pretty fucking bad. I didn't even get to watch. Uh, goes to hell or X because I don't think it's in the little set I have. But those don't seem good at all. Isn't X, don't they go to space in X? J- yeah, Jason X is in space. <laughs> have you seen the remake? Uh, it's not good. Oh, have you? Yeah, I kind of liked it. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's that's good. I mean, I mean, it's you know your complaint with the first one that there was no Jason. Well, he's the killer in the remake. Yeah, that's true. I don't know. It's just, I don't know. You need to realize it's going into these some of these horror movies that you're not. Getting, I, uh, I'm expecting kills, and this series does not <laughs> deliver on kills. 
Really? I not really. I mean, not not, not memorable ones. I couldn't. You tell don't you like Kevin Bacon things. getting the arrow through his fucking neck? That well, that's that's the only one. <laughs> that's the only I mean, one come I on, the beheading of Betsy Palmer is pretty dope. There's some. The best ones are in Freddy versus Jason. Ugh. See, that's a that's I've an seen interesting that piece idea. Of shit. <laughs> oh, it's not good at all. But you got to give some credit to Tom Savini, okay? Tom Small Weenie. That's <laughs> he makes I mean, neat effects. He gets enough credit from all the smelly people. He doesn't need more credit. <laughs> Tom I can't, Savini. I can't comment on all these yet because I'm working. I'm going to part two tonight, but. Fuck, I don't know. I mean, I believe you when I say it gets rough. That's what I've heard. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm I'm preaching to the choir with all that. It's it's kind of just look at the letterbox graphs. You'll see. But yeah, it's whatever. I hope you enjoy it. Maybe you know. Maybe you'll find find some newfound love for it. Or- well, I'm gonna fucking sit there and force myself <laughs> to enjoy it. So we'll see. All of them are five stars. <laughs> Jason goes to hell. Jason takes Manhattan. Five stars. Yeah. It's like people that go watch the new Marvel movie. Oh, my God. It's the best thing I've ever seen. Now, see, doesn't... Look, I haven't seen Jason goes to Manhattan, but do we actually see him, like, running around New York City killing people? Yeah. That sounds fucking awesome. It does, yeah. Some things just sound better on paper, though. (laughs) There's a million other murder movies where somebody murders somebody and... New York. All right. It's New York, sir. Something wrong, sir? See, what would have been cool is if he would have gone onto Yankee Stadium during a game and murdered all the Yankee players. That would have been really <sighs> meta and interesting. Yeah. But, not, but no. Classy. He didn't. <laughs> yeah. Mark Wahlberg shot Derek Jeter and the other guys. That's pretty funny, though. <laughs> Should have shot A-Rod. Yeah, see, that's uh, that's not funny, but... Have you ever seen The Scout with Brendan Fraser? I haven't. He's a pitcher for the Yankees, and he's scared of George Steinbrenner, so he's hanging up on top of Yankee Stadium. <laughs> Is it better than the Phenom? Oh, well, I'd say so. <laughs> I like the Phenom. Henry's been sold to the Yankees. <laughs> I'm his manager! <laughs> that's the sequel we all needed. Oh, by the way, it was uh, the White Sox that were the uh, the team in Angels in the Outfield. Oh, yeah. Or no, no. Yeah, Angels in the Outfield. That's right. Yeah, they would never have the Yankees looking stupid in those movies. Don't they? Isn't that... There's a movie where somebody beats the Yankees. It's probably a little big league or one of those fucking <laughs> shitty movies. Oh, yeah. Well, because the Twins can't win in real life. Yeah, let's take our frustrations <laughs> out in the film. Uh, ooh, I don't know if you've seen these movies. Final Destination. Seen the first one. <laughs> <laughs> like the first one. I've seen the sequels. I just don't remember them. It's been so long. Well, it's another one of those series that really started to just care about, you know, the kills. Yeah. And this is what my demented mind was doing as a child. I was drawing these kills on. Ugh. Like the like the one in the first one, or I think it might be the second one. A disturbed where, youth. I was a yeah, I was a disturbed young man. The second one where the guy gets impaled by the ladder. Wow. 
I was a sick young boy. Uh, the cool rapper. We need to talk about these drawings that I found. <laughs> uh, the one, the best thing about the series is Final Destination Five. At the end, how it connects to the first one, and you see Devin Sawa freaking out on the plane, and they get oh, off. Oh, does it? I, I never made it that far. Yeah, so in the fifth one, the people involved in that movie, they stay on the plane, and you see Devin Sawa and all those other people get off the plane. So it's kind of a cool connection. That's a, that's about the best part of it. It's The crash was a metaphor for Devin's career. Ah, it was, wasn't it? could say the same Genius thing writing. about... Do you read that on IMDb? No. Cheese <laughs> <laughs> writing. Um, Sean William Scott always made me sad that Stifler was on that plane. Hmm. Darn. Dude, you gotta take one. a shit. You smell like a Yeti. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, here we go. Child's play. Oh. <sighs> Another shitty series. <laughs> Um, a child's plays a great series when you're a child because it's horrifying. <laughs> Are, do they child's plays great when you like children. <laughs> Give me the power, I beg of you. Well, I mean, you really relate to it because you tried to uh, you tried to turn your brother into a murderous I doll. Did. Well, you know, I was young when those movies came out, and my my folks liked horror movies so i watched all that shit and i remember seeing child's play on tv and it fucking creeped me out man ah so you were also a disturbed young man i was but let me tell you and this is a an episode about sequels child's play is ridiculous the original film is ridiculous the whole thing is a joke you know it's That's, stupid <laughs> uh, like who came up with that we're gonna have a serial killer tran- use voodoo to transfer himself into a a toy like just ridiculous the best movie of that series, though, to me, is Child's Play 2. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Great discussion. Um, well, well, yeah, why, why do you like it? I just like there's it. there's a factory scene at the end. Uh, okay. <laughs> I like it because a- the Andy's a little bit older. I think it's a little bit better. You know, like, he's mm-hmm. a little kid in the first one. Like, Child's Play 2, he's just a little bit older. He's the mom isn't in that, is she? She's not. No, instead he's got foster parents, uh, Jenny a gutter from Walkabout. Oh, I'd gut her. Uh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking sickening. Um, oh wow, she's in the Avengers. She really made it big. Yeah, you got her, and it's just like Andy living with his foster family, and he's got like this kind of rebellious. Uh, oh wait, sorry, foster- I I didn't listen to you when I made that joke. She's the girl in Walkabout. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, and um, I just like Andy living with his, like, kind of hot, um, rebellious foster (laughs) sister. And I just like the vibe better. And, yeah, that factory scene at the end when they're in the good guy's factory running around. Man, as a kid, fucking awesome. Yeah, I mean, I I like the first. I like the second. Um, First one was directed by Tom Holland, uh, who also did Fright Night. Spider-Man? No, not that Tom Holland. The the whole Tom Holland. <laughs> you like uh you like Fright Night? I do, yeah. You like vampires? I love vamps. <laughs> Excuse me. Sorry, that made me 
chuckle. I've also got to say, though, um, <laughs> nobody likes the third Child's Play movie, but I think it's fine. You're three enjoy. and a half says different. I give it a three and a half? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, that's high. I give it a one and a half. <laughs> three and a half's high. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, this is the military one, isn't it? Yeah, see, okay. Oh, it's off. Oh, it's bad. <laughs> it's bad. I don't, I've never understood that, and everyone thinks that way. I mean, it's not just you, but it's... Andy is a teenager, and he's at military school, and this box shows up with fucking Chucky in it. I mean, it's... I think it's it's well, awesome. The acting is fucking bad. It's it's horrible. And the what's um what's the what's the little kid? The little black kid. I I don't remember what his name is, but he's kind of an Ronald. Yeah, he's like you know fuck. He's like he listens to Charles Lee Ray and thinks he's like his friend. And Andy's like trying to tell him, no, dude, fuck, don't believe yeah. this guy. I think it's fun though. I like their beyond stupid. They're running around like a carnival, and they're in this haunted house. And to me, though, that was the last Child's Play movie. Then it becomes a comedy, and I'm not a big fan of Bride of Chucky and Seed of Chucky. And oh, no, I uh, yeah, like they become ones. like they become dark comedies or something. And then you start getting Jennifer Tilly in it. Yeah, I don't like those. I don't like those um, movies. Bride <coughs> Seed. Uh, I'm trying to remind myself by going through the letterboxes, but yeah, they have a fucking kid in Seed. Well, it's just like, I don't know, man. People like those movies, but I I like to think of it as a horror franchise, you know, not a comedy. Yeah. And Colt is not good. Uh, Is that the one with uh, Glenda? Yeah, and one of those has got the (laughs) Arquette... um, Alexis Arquette. Oh my god, that's right. Who's died of something. I don't know. You can imagine what, but... Um, <laughs> Natural causes. <laughs> Isn't that Bride? I think I remember because she gets her her piercing ripped out or something. Yeah, yeah it's, maybe it's, it's that Bride. One. It is Bride. Yeah, but then a couple years ago, they, they came out with Reboot, Remake. I, I thought it was pretty decent. I didn't hate it. I'd rather yeah, watch that over Seed and all that shit. Yeah, and whew, uh, what's her name? I always forget her quirky name. Aubrey Plaza. She's, oh, yeah. Kind of an odd role for her. Yeah, really strange. She's usually quirky and she's so weird. She's just <laughs> like, like, I'm just like quirky. I'm just like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm just like silly. <laughs> uh, but then you had Mark Hamill. He came in to start doing the voice of Chucky. But she doesn't really talk, like, almost at all in this one. He isn't. It's kind of weird, you know? I mean, you can't change the voice of Chucky. And now they're doing a series. I don't know if you saw the teaser for that. I think I did. That was a while ago. I think that that trailer came out, though. It was really odd. Yeah. The thing with these horror franchises is they just end up doing so much with them over the years that it just becomes, like, a jumbled mess, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, the, the storylines are all over the place. It doesn't even matter anymore. No, it's just like a total mess. Um, uh, let's see. Yeah, you like the Alien movies? Uh, <laughs> Alien, I know it's a masterpiece and a classic, and uh, I like it. I haven't seen it in a long time. I like the chest burster part. 
Yeah. Um, well, Alien is more of like a horror, and then James Cameron comes in and turns yeah. Aliens into a, like an action film. Aliens is like an action film, and it's pretty yeah. good. Yeah, it is pretty good. Alien 3 and Resurrection suck. Um, people don't like Prometheus and Covenant. I, I think they're all right. I mean, they're trying to do something really like deep. and. I just, I and, never made it to that point with that franchise. I lose interest. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, it's another one of those franchises where it's all jumbled up and Prometheus and Covenant are like prequels and it's, they're just trying to get really deep and methodical and, um, it's like, I don't know, they're hard to follow. It's right. Uh, but we have Psycho. You like Psycho? Uh, the first one. <laughs> well, I, I bit the bullet. I think it was last year. I watched the second one, and that one's I actually had pretty decent. No clue that this that guy was in. What's his name? Perkins. Yeah, uh, Anthony Perkins. I had no idea that he was in two and three. He directed three. Wow, that's weird. Yeah, it kind of makes yeah. me more inclined to watch them for sure. Yeah, I, well, okay. So <clears throat> the original came out in sixty. Uh, two came out in eighty three. So it's set twenty two years after the film. Uh, and it follows Norman Bates after he's released from the mental institution and returns to the house, um, Bates Motel, to try and continue a normal life. Oh. Um, it's pretty good. Like, I was kind of shocked at how much I enjoyed it. Um, but I think they wanted him to come back for three, and he's like, the only way I'll come back is if you let me direct it. Right. So he did. Uh, and I don't think that one was very well received. Oh, by the way, Robert Loja is in the second one. Ooh, I'm I'm watching. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah the set was just on sale for like 12 bucks i i have the screen factory for the second one i couldn't get myself to want to watch those other ones hmm. um but then they did the bates motel which is set in like 1987 that show sucks because it's set in modern. It, well, it's set in '87, but they've got phones. It's the same thing with that Leatherface crap. They've got the, wait, phones. They're and, really using phones. Yeah, they're, they're phones. It's like a a drama where <laughs> Norman Bates is trying to get with this girl, and she thinks he's weird. So mm. it's like a high school drama. It's f stupid. Mm. Um, but then you also get I like the what's her name though? She's hot. Alvira. Yeah. Vera Farmiga, yeah, Vera? And, her and her sister daughter. <laughs> yes, that is a bizarre dynamic. Taisa is, I, I, I prefer her personally. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, what Vera Vera's like what fifty something now? Well, that's okay. That's okay. That's all right. She's, She's hot in The Departed, man. Oh, she is. She is. I'm surprised you dis you don't dislike it because of the accent and the location. Look, for any director other than Marty, that'd be a problem. I don't like Boston movies. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> but uh, 1998, we got the Gus Van Zant shot-for-shot remake with Vince Vaughn. That um, sucks. God, I've never watched that. That's weird, I, though. Uh, I never will. I don't want to. I don't understand just, like... If you're going to remake something, why is everything exactly the same? you got to find that fine line between, like, doing some of your own things, but not going over the top like fucking Rob Zombie, you know? Yeah, or, like, Dr. Sleep. Right. But, like, T2 train spotting. Ooh. <laughs> 
Uh, Strangers Pray at Night. I only brought this up because you've seen it. I just recently watched it, and I enjoy the first one. I enjoy the first one, too, and I also thought the sequel was fine for what it is. Yeah, it's okay. I like... Again, (laughs) Nick Diesel's high expectations. No, I... sit back and enjoy the mommy milkers. (laughs) The tumors? (laughs) (laughs) Christina Hendricks, uh, Bailey Madison, I think is her name. She's pretty... I mean, the the acting is decent. Um, Bill Pullman's son's in it. He's good. Yeah, Um, it's just like fine. I'm not a huge fan of the first one, though. You know, I just like it. Yeah, it's disturbing. I I hate people knocking on my door. (laughs) Flared up the old PTSD. Oh, it fucking did. You don't even know. (laughs) But a series I can't really talk about coming up here, but I think you can a little bit. Nightmare on Elm Street. Okay. Love the first one. First one's a classic. Haven't Um, seen the second, haven't seen the third, or I've only seen uh, New Nightmare. Um, part two is very flamboyant. Part three is pretty good. Horrible. Oh, really? I think so. Yeah. Patty Archette. I mean, they all have dream in the yeah subtext. So, but, and I like new nightmare. I know you're not a big fan of it, but I just think it's very creative and very meta. Yeah. But everything in between those, Not well, good. Wes, yeah, Wes Craven was only he was involved in the first one, he directed it, and then he wrote he was a screenwriter on the third one. Other than that, he wasn't involved until New Nightmare. Shit, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, they, it's one of those where there's like a different person that directs every sequel and it just gets ridiculous, you know. I mean, it, that's a cool concept, but you can, oh, only, yeah, uh, he may be the just, most terrifying horror villain because of the ability that he has. You have to sleep. Right. That that is what what makes that creepy, but it just gets stupid. And I mean, I don't know. I've got that Blu-ray set. It's definitely worth uh, going through at least once, but... Oh, I've I've been waiting for that set to go down price. I want to pick it up and watch it. Is that thing expensive? I mean, it's always sitting at like 25, which is just a little too much. That's not bad for fucking... Seven it's, movies or whatever. It's not horrible, but I got that Friday the 13th with like eight of them for like 15 bucks. Yeah. So I, I'm, I, I'm curious I, to I'll see. Watch if, them. I'm curious to see if like they'll be able to do anything with the rights and put out like, because I would keep buying those big box sets of the horror classics. You know, like if they did a Friday the, th- or the Nightmare on Elm Street, I would buy it for a hundred some bucks for sure. Oh, yeah. I'd, pro- I'd pick that one up. Yeah. I mean, I would do it with all of them, but. Um, that's an interesting series because a couple of them are really good. You know, like I think New Nightmare is really good, but mm-hmm. it's just there's just not enough there to keep me coming back every year and watching all of those. You know, what about the remake? You like that, right? <laughs> I thought it was fine. Now, a lot <laughs> of people will tell you that's hands down the worst of the horror remakes, Jackie Earl Haley and whatever. It, well, I, I, don't I don't know. know about, fine. I don't know about the other ones, but that one seemed to give him a backstory. It did, yeah. It really played on kind of the pedophile thing, I guess. Um, I didn't grow up though watching A Nightmare on Elm Street, so I didn't have an attachment to that original film, right? Um, you know, if I did, I probably would hate that remake. But 
I kind of only saw those for the first time recently, so mm-hmm. I didn't hate the remake. Yeah, I watched the first time or the first one for the first time a couple of years ago, and yeah, I was kind of I was honestly kind of shocked at how good it was. It was yeah. very atmospheric and creepy, and I like that scene when she's in class and then she mentions oh. the girl in the body bag, and oh, I, yeah, I love that. That's awesome, yeah. and then the end with the blow up doll. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know, like, I don't know, one, two, maybe three, a uh, new nightmare. I mean, it, there's some substance there, maybe a little more than some of the other big franchises. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, we're we're almost through here. We have a couple more. Um, oh, I wanted to bring this up because first one's my favorite horror film, but the rest of them are fucking awful. And that's the Poltergeist franchise. Ooh. Uh, so in 1986, they decided to make a sequel, Poltergeist 2, The Other Side, and it kept everybody, the whole family came back, well, except for Dominic Dunn, because she was fucking murdered, but um, they introduced a new motive for the beast, which I guess is what they call the the creature, um, and they brought in this cult leader called Henry Kane, who was also sick while making this movie, so he looks really decrepit and <laughs> skinny and creepy. That's cool. Um, but the rest of the movie is just, it's its not good. Um, <clears throat> it says here, the original motive of the cemetery's souls disturbed by the housing development was thereby altered. The cemetery was now explained to be built above a cave where Cain and his flock met Ew. their ends. So they go back and they're like rewriting the first one, basically. They're retconning shit, yeah. Uh, man, I don't like that. And then here's the part that I really don't like. It reveals that the women of the family are psychics. What the f- what what the fuck is that? See, man, this is why I didn't even want to buy that part three the other day when it was ten bucks or whatever. Oh yeah, I could see sequels for a lot of the horror things, but to me, Poltergeist is not something that like what is. There's no need for it, you know? It's perfect as a standalone right. horror movie. Like with a killer or something, you could fucking make those forever. But Poltergeist, I don't know. The idea of a sequel does not thrill me at all. And, and No, me neither. And then maybe that's why they created this, um, this bodied person, this Henry Kane, because he's, you know, he's a physical being. Maybe that was right. their thought of how they could keep it going, but right. uh, he fucking died after the second one. God damn. I don't know, um, man. I've seen like a couple of clips of them, like flying around and fighting the shit. And it just is so goofy looking to me. It's, it's very goofy. And like I said, they underneath the house was this cult. that off themselves. Oh, and God, yeah. But the third one came out two years later. This one's kind of sad just because uh, Heather O'Rourke is really sick and bloated. And um, honestly, I actually, I think in that series that I watched where it talked about cursed films, the director said he didn't want, he didn't want to release it and Damn. the studio made him put it out and finish it. Um, crazy shit. But she's the only one who came back um, and she's in an elaborate Chicago skyscraper owned and inhabited by her aunt, <laughs> uncle, and cousin. Uh, and her aunt, her aunt and uncle are Tom Skerritt and Nancy Allen. So nobody, not, the parents aren't in it at all. Nope, nobody, just her. We don't, we don't even see him at at any point. No, mm, I don't like that. 
That's so and then stupid. it said that uh, Kane follows her there and uses the building's ubiquitous decorative mirrors as a portal to the earthy plane. Oh, <laughs> neat. <laughs> what do you expect when the first one sucks? Well, you should have gotten that Blu-ray. It's going out of print. I want to see Harold and Kumar Halloween. Ooh, that would be better than Hubie Halloween. (laughs) (laughs) Very, a very Harold Halloween. I did think about uh, buying that Poltergeist 3, but I just couldn't. (laughs) Moved on with your life. I just know that that would sit there and sit there and I would never watch it. Yeah. It's, yeah. (laughs) But then they did a remake a few years back with Sam Raimi. Yeah, Sam Raimi was uh, involved. He produced mm. it, uh, and Sam Rockwell, Jared Harris were involved. It sucked. And the girl from uh, Jingle All the Way too. <laughs> yeah, who? <laughs> who is right? Yeah, it's it's not good. They they do a lot of the same things from the original, the tree, the clown, and they up the scale to make it really fucking loud and stupid. And but this, I I did not hear about this, and I don't know how real this is, but I saw it on the Wikipedia page. The fuck was that? Do you hear that? Yeah. Oh, I think my cats are fighting. Scared the shit out of me. Uh oh. <clears throat> I didn't hear about this until I was looking at the Wikipedia page, but it says on April tenth, twenty nineteen, it was announced that the Russo brothers would helm a remake. Another same remake. Guy, the same guys that did the last few Avengers films. Like it's just. <sighs> God, whatever. People, that's the popular shit nowadays of the paranormal stuff, you know? Yeah. But, well, Just I think, I, though, imagine them making like that, but then making it like sort of like The Conjuring or something like that, you know? That'd be a hit. It would. It would. And I guess what had happened was because they did so well and made so much money for the studio, the studio allowed them to take any of their properties and make what they wanted. And I guess that's what they picked. So, we don't need it. I'd watch it, I guess, but I, we don't. We don't need it. Uh, and then a couple sequels to Night of the Living Dead. I didn't realize these were sequels, but Dawn of the Dead and Day of the Dead. Yes. Well, I mean, they're sequels in the. F- I mean, of the dead, whatever you want to call them. <laughs> I don't know if they take place in the same universe. I mean, who well, knows? Day of the Dead was number one on that list, so I. They're definitely. I I haven't seen them. Yeah, it's definitely like a series, though, for Romero. Um, I like Day of the Dead a lot. It's like these people in this underground sort of research facility, I guess. And, Hmm. you know, it's pretty badass at the end. Spoilers. But somebody ends up fucking up. And, like, the gate, the thing that lowers down ends up opening up. And, of course, all the zombies spill downstairs where they're all at, you know? That's kind of awesome. Which one is that? That's Day of the Dead. Okay, do you have that one? I do, yeah. Screen Factory. Want to borrow and it? Then, sure. Yeah. Uh, and then Dawn of the Dead, which obviously turned into a remake oh, eventually. The original Dawn of the Dead is a masterpiece, man. Love that okay. movie. That is my favorite. Have you seen that? Do you No, you have that one? I do, but I don't have it here. And that blue oh, okay. is super out of print. And Ooh. it's like fucking... You can't even fucking like rent that movie on Amazon. It's so hard to find for some reason, but... Weird. Uh, it's phenomenal, phenomenal. That one come out in the seventies. I think that might have been early. 
1978, so the same year as Halloween. Yeah, same year as Halloween. It's really good, though, because, like, I, I like Night of the Living Dead, but at that point, it's still kind of archaic, you know? <laughs> like, watching it now. <laughs> yeah. But it is, but that ending is awesome. It, it's awesome. But like when you jump into like Dawn of the Dead, it kind of kicks it up a notch. I mean, still, it's not the zombies that we know today, but it's cool. Yeah. Well, Romero was a genius and, a, and a, the king of that genre. He was, and it's still just, you know, the, it's oversaturated nowadays, but props get, to him. Yeah. I mean, of the dead is like Shaun of the Dead. You get all these other of the deads. And yeah. It's just, he was influential. All right, uh, one more series, and then we just have a couple trickles. But uh, Scream, you don't really love this series, do you? Um, I mean, I I don't. I don't really. I don't get it. It's like supposedly super smart and meta, but I don't. Uh, yeah, Scream. The original Scream is fine. It's I mean, it's decent. It's enjoyable. Mm-hmm. But the problem with that franchise for me is that every movie it's just the same thing repeated i guess you you could say that with halloween okay oh michael's killing more girls you know i mean whatever but that's like the whole thing with scream (laughs) is kind of like reliant on this plot twist or whatever you want to call it and right it just like uh it works once for me and then that's it (laughs) well and then i say what i said and i guess i rated scream a four so oh that's too high what do i have it as three and a half that's yeah that's mighty be generous yeah I I don't know. It, I mean, it was obviously massive at the time. It really you had uh, Courtney Cox at like the height of right. her career because she's got friends going on at the time, and Nev Campbell. I mean, she's still mommy. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Well, how's she holding up? Let's take a gander here. I think pretty good. No, I don't want to look at Nev Shulman. All right. <laughs> Is that the is that the catfish guy? <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's still hot. She, she might be hotter now, honestly. Man. Perhaps, yeah. You ever see that wild thing scene? No. I love a nice mature woman though. Yeah, go ahead and look up the uh Nev Campbell Denise Richards scene. Whoa. <laughs> Live reaction here on the podcast. I'm gonna start slapping it on air. Damn. Yeah, but um Wow, you rated two as a three. Okay, well I guess I'm full of shit then. Yeah, I rated it a two. Um three is the first one I ever saw. So I I think I might enjoy that one a little more because of that fact, because I grew yeah. up with it because I have that as a two and a half. Um I haven't even seen Scream 4. It's got my girlfriend in it. <laughs> your girlfriend? <laughs> Seth, your girlfriend. Uh, Rory Culkin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's in that. This one gets really stupid with the meta. They're, they're like, hosting this stab party. and Bro, just the fucking, like, banners for Letterboxd for the movies, like, annoy me. Like, let's all look real cool, and they're all the same, and it's just, oh, God. Yeah, they're exactly the same. Um, but in 2022, we're getting a Scream sequel. Yeah, I know people are excited about that. Everybody's um, coming back. Marley Shelton, ooh. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, this series hasn't really done it for me personally. 
but I know people love it, and you're dumb. Uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we have Troll 2. Ugh, man, has anyone even seen Troll 1? Like, nobody's watched that one. I, is there even a Troll 1? I think it's called something else. It's Th- called this Troll. Is like one, this is one of the strangest quote-unquote franchises. It's it's just called Troll, but it's got nothing to do with Troll 2. Yeah, and then they're not even trolls or goblins. <laughs> yeah, it, dude. Like, that that joke, that movie's a running joke, but I think it's fun. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, I think it's fun. I mean, it's just, it's awful. It's horrible, it's, but I yeah. think that's what makes it fun. I think you could sit around with some buds and just laugh and... Oh, God. I mean, the, there's so the many dad is from terrific. It. The dad is terrific, and the the sequel that came from it, or the sorry, not the sequel, the documentary that came from it. It's lovely. Just oh, lovely. dude, that yeah, he's like a dentist, and all these people come in. He's like trying to tell him about his troll two experience, and like nobody gives a shit. <laughs> hey, I, I said a lot in this movie. movie. <laughs> I won't tie my belt buck by the loose guy. Don't feel pain. <laughs> so there was a part with this kid that played my son, and I told him, you can't piss on hospitality. <laughs> and they just don't get it. No, yeah. As, as def- they wouldn't. You should definitely, everyone out there should definitely watch the uh, Best Worst Movie documentary, directed by the kid from Troll 2, Joshua. Yeah. Joshua. It's pretty, it's pretty interesting. And then they go in like- bog. They show up at the lady that played the mom's house, and like she's oh. really kind of spooky, and it's 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 entertaining. Yeah, there's something wrong with her. I think they have to like they have to talk her into talking. Yeah, to them. Very, very odd, strange. But on Letterboxd shows there's another sequel in the next year called The Crawlers. That's which a probably to- also. Yeah, it's it shows up at the bottom as related films, and Whoa. I don't know. If it has anything to do with it. <laughs> Again. That's funny. People from a small town are attacked by evil, evil radioactive tree roots growing in the forest. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's the same thing. Pretty much, yeah. They're what are you doing her. to my son? <laughs> <laughs> They're eating her. They're going to eat me. <laughs> Stupid. They're eating her. And then for some reason, they're going to fucking eat my ass. (laughs) Oh, my fucking God. But yeah, that's uh, Troll 2. One more here. This is actually a pretty decent sequel. Creepshow 2. Oh, yeah. Maybe. Actually, I think I prefer the first one. But that's not to say that this one's bad at all. Yeah, I've. you know what? I've never seen the first one. Well, that one was directed by uh, George, George Romero. Heard of him? I have heard of it. Yeah. <laughs> heard of, of him? him. I've, I've heard of him. You'll get to your food soon. We're almost done. No, I'm not. I was Focus. looking at something else. I was responding to a text. Um, Creepshow 2, great anthology. Well, the first two parts are good. Yeah. yeah. I don't like well, the hitchhiker storyline. No. No, I think that was weak. The um, the sea monster and the uh, the Indian, the Indian guy. Yeah, I like the uh, wooden Indian and the uh, raft. (laughs) The raft. The raft. Oh, there's a Creepshow three that came out in two thousand six. 
wow. And there was like a series that came out like yeah. recently. Oh, 1.4 rating on Letterboxd for Peep Show 3. I'll pass. Let's end this show. Man, well, I think that was pretty thorough. We can't cover everything, but... I definitely skipped some... Yeah, I definitely skipped some stuff on the list. Um, Hey, if you're listening, after two months, you're tuned into (laughs) the new episode. Thanks. Thank you. Appreciate Let us you. know what are your, some of your favorite horror sequels, or I'm going to call this just best and worst horror sequels because we covered all of it, really. Yeah, that's good. Um, let us know what you think. What are some of your favorites or least favorites horror sequels? <coughs> um, thanks for sticking with us. We're still here. We're still alive. Back. We're back, for baby. Now. For now, until we try to edit this and it doesn't work. Oh God. That's it. Episode 150 of the Cinema Scumbags Movie Podcast in the books. Thank you guys for listening, and as always, go fuck yourselves.